could shine between the lines if you would let yourself go find some place you know you can use your words use your hands you can change the world just pretend express yourself take a chance and you'll see who you'll be it's time to express yourself where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. Self-love is not selfish. You cannot truly love another until you know how to love yourself. That quote is anonymous, but one more quote for you all before we get started today. A man cannot be comfortable without his own approval. And that quote is from Mark Twain. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Joven Hundel, and today's show is all about self-love. Hey all, I'm Kenneth Jung. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity, a, no- a top nonprofit honored by GuideStar and great nonprofits. Please visit www.bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible tax donation and get more information about how you too can be a part of our mission to increase literacy and positive message media. Be The Star You Are needs your donations to help us help, us help those in distress by providing books and other resources. We have launched our Operation Wildfire Disaster Relief Fund for victims in and around Chico and desperately need donations to help ship much-appreciated books to victims. Please donate today at www.bethestarur.org. You can even donate through PayPal Giving Fund with no additional fees. To start off our show today, Kenneth, my co-host for today, will actually be sharing with us a self-love-centered report on filmmaking in his segment 2020 Vision. Take it away, Kenneth. Thanks, Jovan. So today I'm talking about the one and only absolute best way to portray the journey for self-love in film. The theme of self-love is probably one of the most common narrative constructs in film. Name any movie and you could likely make a not-so-terrible case that self-love is one of its central themes. After all, internal growth is the most relatable and thus the most significant kind of growth. Uh, you may not want to become a superhero, become a world champion athlete, or find a romantic partner, but every single person in the world has or has had something they're insecure about. The quest for self-love is simply universal. But how do you portray self-love and growth through film and visual storytelling? One word, montages. Of course, aside from great acting, dialogue, motifs, and pretty much every other aspect of filmmaking. uh, But what other movie element is there to name as a quintessential way to tell a journey of overcoming personal obstacles? Obviously, there are actually a lot of different uses for this specific technique. It highlights fear and horror in The Godfather, excess and greed in The Wolf of Wall Street, love and nostalgia in La La Land. But the most famous montage in film history, a scene that has basically become synonymous with the word montage, is a training sequence in 1976's Rocky, and it's all about self-love. To really get into why the sequence is so great, it's nice to take a look at the origin and core idea behind the montage. The montage is a special technique that revolves completely around editing. The Soviet montage theory developed in the USSR during the 1920s describes as a conceptual skeleton. A man named Lev Kuleshov first got the ball rolling with an experiment where he and his film students reordered different, different still shots of a bowl of soup, a woman lying on a couch, a little girl in a coffee, a man with a neutral face, and a man with a neutral face. He found that audience's interpretation of the man's face significantly differed depending on the order of these shots. 
cohesive meaning was derived from editing, not shock content. This phenomenon, named the Kuleshov effect, is a basis of the Soviet montage theory, to which other Soviet filmmakers added further explanation. Now apply that to the Rocky montage. If you've never seen it, here's an overview. The main character, a lowly boxer named Rocky Balboa, trains for a big fight. The montage begins with Rocky jogging through the slums of Philadelphia, then cuts to him working out at the gym, and ends with him finishing his jog by sprinting up the steps of the Philadelphia Museum of Art and jumping in celebration. There are a lot of, interest, there are a lot of interchanging individual shots and cuts within the scene, but you can still observe a lot of nuance in even just the order of the three basic sections I mentioned. Put the celebration at the beginning and the jogging and gym training afterwards. A moment that was once about triumph and finality is now about excitement and anticipation. Rocky seems pumped for his training to begin. Put the gym training at the beginning and jogging and celebrating afterwards. Not as dramatic a change, but now the scene's sense of length and persistent determination has somewhat dissipated. The order of these sections is very particular. By beginning with the jogging, the film demonstrates Rocky's lowly background and underdog status. The gym training ups the intensity with shots of Rocky straining and sweating. Ending with the sprint portrays a feeling of perseverance with the consistent thematic action of running. The final celebration is about pride and self-confidence. The audience can tell with the placement of the shot that Rocky is happy with himself for working so hard. Even the last three shots of the final section of the scene zoom progressively closer and closer into his face. The first of these shots is of Rocky running down the street far away, while the last is of his upper body with his fist in the air. This moment is about him and his newfound pride, and the film language behind the montage lets us know exactly that. Wow, some very interesting insights. And so, you know, I'm curious. So um, hearing you describe these scenes, you know, it definitely uh, gives off that sense of self-love and confidence and um, having faith in oneself. But I'm curious um, why you think, you know, these specific stylized montages and specific are so useful in portraying this sort of self-love. What do they have over, you know, a usual progression of a scene? Well, uh, they're kind of like very relatable in the way they're stylized. Like, uh, the way people think about, um, you know, their lives and how they've grown over the years, it's kind of like a montage, right? You don't really just think about every single moment that's happened in your life. You kind of go from scene to scene, from moment to moment. And that's kind of like the same energy that's brought into a montage. Um, it's just exciting, I guess, to just order those different um, exciting visuals and kind of recreate that sense of calling back within one's mind. Interesting, yeah. And so I'm also curious, uh, you know, you talked about how cohesive meaning uh, in some of these shots were, divide, were derived from the editing of the shot and not necessarily the content of the shot. So I'm curious, you know, the balance then between these two forces in like a scene and how much, you know, the, I guess, focus should be on the shot composition as compared to the editing. Um, I think shot composition is kind of a necessary supplement to the editing. You know, um, a shot composition is definitely very important in getting across uh, the message in one frame. But editing makes several different things uh, flow together and cohesive. So if you had a bad shot and good editing, things would make sense. Uh, the other way around, you have bad editing and good shots. Um, it might look pretty, but it's really not going to make that much sense. So those things together, uh, you know, work hand in hand, but editing is the skeleton. It's the core that makes something uh, understandable. Definitely. And, you know, it um, reminded me when you talked about just now how if you have just, comp just content over this editing and we might just kind of look pretty, you see. And that reminded me of a lot of, you know, nowadays there's these wave of like these 
uh, these like giant blockbusters by the major studios that sort of just turn into like these CGI fests with no actual real content behind some of the scenes sometimes. And so, yeah, I can definitely um, relate to what you're talking about there. Uh, and so I also wanted to ask you then, so what makes one of these montages kind of fun? So how you're talking about the montage in Rocky, you know, that's one of the most iconic scenes in cinematic history. So I'm curious, um, what do you think makes a montage like this sort of fun? Yeah, it's kind of, you're kind of watching, I guess, uh, the editing version or a filmmaking version of maybe like a figure skating routine or a choreographed dance. Um, it's just a bunch of different steps that are seamlessly, you know, put together with a lot of skill and a lot of thought um, to make something uh, interesting and exciting. You're putting a lot of different visuals that contrast each other. Uh, like you were saying, there are a lot of blockbusters that kind of just, it's an explosion after an explosion, just a building getting demolished after a building getting demolished. Yeah, it just, it numbs your brain and you can't really tell what's going on. Um, a good montage, a fun montage kind of takes all that, puts in different transitions, uh, uses different lengths of shots, uh, different visuals, makes it, uh, puts it all together and makes it understandable, uh, something that the audience can, you know, have a good time with. Definitely, and I really like that metaphor of yours with the figure skating. Um, and so I also wanted to ask you, so what are some of your own personal favorite montage sequences? Uh, well, yeah, of course, the Rocky one, which is why I talked about it so much. Um, there's also the one in Breakfast Club, which is kind of also about self-love. It's um, a scene when these teenagers, Breakfast Club is about teenage, uh, kind of a misfit group of teenagers getting together. And yeah, it's about their growth and um, overcoming of their personal, uh, I guess, stereotype filled minds by just dancing together and interacting. Um, yeah, and has that progression that I talked about. Uh, you can kind of tell how uh, with the shots and the different visuals that they talk about, you can kind of see how the camera and the film is more focused on the characters and you just get more of a sense about how they're coming into their own and gaining more self-confidence. And I'll, I guess I'll just say one more. Um, surprise, I'm going to talk about Moonlight again, like I have a lot before. Yeah, Moonlight is really great. There's also another... Um, montage that involves self-love and self-confidence. It's kind of in the opposite direction where someone kind of turns into something that they don't necessarily want to be, but it's all the same. There's that natural progression with different visuals, different um, speeds of shots. There's like slow-mo shots and you know normal time shots flowing together. But yeah, there's that progression of somebody, you realizing that somebody has kind of inhabited a character that um, they don't necessarily want, but that internal growth is there. Fascinating stuff, yeah. And I also want to ask one more question before we leave. Uh, you seem to be quite a big fan of the Rocky franchise. Have you seen the new Creed movie yet? Uh, I saw the original Creed. I haven't seen Creed 2 yet, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Same, but it's definitely very high on my watch list. Um, yeah. yeah. What an interesting segment to kick off our hour. I'd like to thank you, Kenneth, for bringing back 2020 Vision for yet another amazing segment. Um, unfortunately, that is all the time we have for this segment, but uh, we'll be able to be back soon to speak with a very special guest. So listeners, be sure to support our show and these amazing segments uh, by donating to the Be The Star You Are charity that brings you this program. We have lots of fun events coming up, so make sure to also check out bethestarur.org and our events tab there, and also follow our blog. I'm Joven Hundle. And I'm Kenneth John. Watch Be The Star You Are's fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash bethestarur. 
Make sure to also pick up the new anthology, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, at CynthiaBryant.com slash online store. Make sure to keep listening as we continue our program on self-love. your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Jovan Hondo on Express Yourself, and today's theme is self-love. And I'm Kenneth Jung. Today we have the one and only Jack Walton on our show today. Jack Walton has been writing and recording original music since the age of 11, initially refining his talents as a performer while playing gigs around his hometown of Castleford. Since finding fame on The X Factor 2014, Jack Walton has established himself as an accomplished solo artist and exceptionally talented songwriter and performer in his own right. After being scouted by several major labels, Jack decided to sign with indie imprint and production house, The House of Nan Chang, where he would maintain complete creative control over his music. He is passionate about writing music that he believes in. Hey, Jack. Thanks for coming on today. Hi there. How's it going? Yeah, it's good. Uh, We can't wait to talk to you. Yeah, Um, I know. It would nice to hear a little bit about myself then. Quite interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so to kick off our first question, just kind of a brief overview. Um... What would you say is your central theme of your music? Is there like a specific emotion or feeling that you like to tap into? Um, well, every song, um, I'd like to think it, it gives a different, a different vibe, a different mood. Um, there's happy ones, sad ones. You know, it's all it's all different, really. Each one's different. I won't say there's one one specific mood throughout. To be honest. Okay. Um, like, is that the same with like musically? Do you like to just kind of different take on different genres? Um, where are you headed right now with your, I guess, like musical evolution? Oh well, um, the thing is, with 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 writing pop music, you pretty much um, you're pretty much open to include as many genres as you like, really. So it's just a, a constant thing. You just you just constantly picking different different things like. We'll approach a song or we'll be like, oh, should we, should we try and, you know, do something a little bit more R&B on this or a little bit more whatever on that? And it just it just seems to be, um, there's no rules, so it's it's, um, it's a difficult one to answer, really, because there's, so there's so many different answers. 
Interesting. Yeah. And it's awesome that you were able to sign with a record label that sort of fostered that um, sense where you can still control your music creatively and decide which direction you want to take your career in. And so I also wanted yeah. to ask, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's fine. I was just, I was just saying, yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, and so I also wanted to um, ask you then, so you originally found fame on The X Factor back in 2014. So kind of walk us through your journey there on The X Factor and some of the experiences you had there. Well, um, the X Factor thing was um, quite unexpected for me. Actually, it was the reason that I, I was really nervous. I didn't really want to want to do it, but um, at the time, I I went for the audition. It was just nerves, really. I was thinking, oh, you know, is this really right? Am I going to get anywhere? So, um, but I, I went for it and ended up getting a lot further than I expected. Um, obviously in the show, I was loving the show, you know, it was, it was, it was a great experience. Although because you, because when you're on a show like that, you, you have, well, in my, in my case, I had to sing other people's songs. So where after the show, it left me a bit stuck cause I didn't really know. I had, a, I had quite a few fans, um, but didn't really know what kind of sound I wanted to make. So it was quite a struggle, which led me to writing the song Kept Me Safe, which is sort of like a song to say thank you to the fans for sort of sticking by me, even though I was in this place where I couldn't really decide what I was doing, so no music were coming out. But um, yeah, I forgot where I was going with this now, but yeah, the, sorry, what was it? <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this now. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, you answered it. I was just kind of curious about um, all the experiences you had on The X Factor and it seemed like you had an amazing time there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It was it was, it was was fun in place. Also, it's really scary, you know, as well, from, from going from, like, being a normal kid to sort of like there's that instant, instant um, exposure, instant fame about it. It's pretty, um, pretty intense, but... Yeah, yeah, obviously it's, it's, it's brought me to this point in, in my career, so I'm really, really thankful that that went a lot better than I expected it to. <laughs> yeah. And, um, oh, do you want to say that? Oh, yeah, I was just curious. Um, so then, you know, after appearing on The X Factor, uh, did your life at home kind of change? Did people, uh, like, where you lived start kind of recognizing you more and more and be like, hey, you're on The X Factor, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, that was really weird. That was that was like the weirdest thing ever. Like having people sort of think they know. Well, it's like they know who you are before they know who you are. <laughs> so you sort of people sometimes greet you like they already know you, and you you try and it's that awkward thing when you're trying to work out where you know them from, and you're just being rude, and you're like, oh yeah, I think I know where you're from, and then it turns out they've seen you on X Factor, and. Um, but yeah, yeah, it is, it is really weird when you're not when you're not used to when you're not used to it. You don't get like any any classes to teach you about how to handle anything like that. Uh, yeah. Um, going off of that, like, how do you handle with all the fame and like newfound popularity? Um, you sound like you really appreciate your fans and you, you wrote a song for them. Basically, is there anything like kind of strategy that you employ to, I guess, like keep your head clear or anything? 
Um, I think I just to stay to stay as busy as possible and, and keep writing and keep looking for inspiration at all times. Right. Um, like going back to your first song or the when you talked about you know writing um, songs after the X Factor. Uh, mm. Was there anything that like specifically kickstarted that process? Um, like any moments or person or event that kind of got the ball rolling for um, your new songs? Um, I think yeah. Well, when I met the when I met um, the guys from the label that I'm signed to now, um, a producer, the producer that works for them, and we we worked together on this one song, and it's called Amazing Grace, which is out now, and we worked together on that, and she had sort of this little idea, and we both worked on it, and it was at that moment I thought, okay. I'm really, really enjoying this music and this is what I want to do and, like, it makes me happy and, like, this, that was the turning point when, when Amazing Grace was created. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, and so I was wondering, um, so obviously, you know, you found fame at a very young age and so I wanted to ask you then, what sort of advice would you give to teens who are maybe starting out their own musical journey? Um, I would say be very I would just say definitely try and whatever you're doing make sure you're doing it for the right reasons that you enjoy it um, definitely believe believe in yourself don't be try not to be um, manipulated by anyone else around you make sure that what you're doing is because you want to do it and yeah keep, stay enjoying it don't get too um, wrapped up in all like the fame and success thing just make sure you're happy um, yeah, again, going off of that, was there any, like, moment in your life where you didn't feel that way, you were kind of down, um, kind of lacking motivation, and if there was, how'd you get past that? Yeah, there's definitely been, definitely been points where I've, where I felt really down, I think everybody, everybody does at some point. Um, was that, yeah. like, before the X Factor, after... I think I think after really was the was the main was the, was where I'd, where I'd been through something like my worst times <laughs> uh, because I think just going from something like that on such a high to then when the show was over obviously the shows keep going um, the next the next shows on pretty pretty before you know it and you know you, you sort of feel like oh you're like you're old news. <laughs> But um, you've got to you've got to keep going, and and that's that's the point where you got you got to think right what what am I doing it for again? I need to I need to think of like what I enjoy doing, and find that thing that keeps you um, keeps that fire in your belly. Definitely, and it seems that um, you know after you were able to kind of figure out that yeah this was something you wanted to do. And then you're able to release, you know, such a beautiful song with Amazing Grace. Um, you know, I'm kind of curious then. So how did the recording process play out for that uh, with you, you know, like writing that song and then taking it into the studio? Well, um, my good friend, Lynn, had the idea, the start of the song. And she told me about the idea she had for it. And I came in and she showed me what she had and then I went in the the booth and started singing along to it and the music and my voice just seemed to click um, so we both 
understood the message of the song straight away and we pursued it um and yeah we, we were really really happy with uh, the little bits that we kept adding to it until we had a full well it's never quite a full um you never feel like you're quite finished you've got to call it at some point because you could just end up probably taking it too far but um yeah yeah so yeah we we just we just finished the song loved it <laughs> and you know do you think that maybe that like your debut signal maybe that was you know kind of harder to write and produce but then as you've now slowly started to release more music has it become sort of easier over time or would you say it might actually have even become a little harder um i think that the only way the only problem you can have is that you are sort of conscious of the reaction of the of of your stuff that you brought out so you you'd be like okay what reaction have we got for that and you might start trying to write for a specific um in in a way to please some people that you know to, to please people rather than what you actually want to write um but yeah what was it what yeah interesting yeah and so um you know, I also wanted to ask you then about, you know, like your writing process for each song. Do mm. some songs take uh, longer than others? Do other songs kind of just maybe jump into your head? Do certain melodies jump into your ear head? Uh, what's the writing process like for you? Uh, it's it's weird because it can happen at any moment. Uh, I, would, I was saying this to my, to my friend the other day that Sometimes you can you, you can end up writing a song when you're not you've not planned to write a song. So you can be sat down just jamming and you'll you'll just play one chord that sparks up an idea in my in my head, and then I just sing a little bit, start writing things down like pretty much anything that comes to my head that makes no sense whatsoever at the time, and then <laughs> you just sort of keep you just sort of keep chipping away. It's like a block of wood and you're trying to you're trying to make a sculpture so you're just chipping little bits and bits and bits until you've got something you you quite like interesting yeah i always kind of wondered about that side of music and so yeah that was a fascinating conversation um unfortunately we are out of time for this segment but we'll definitely be continuing our conversation in the next part of the show audience make sure to check out jack walton's brand new single kept me safe wherever you typically listen to music and also check out jack on social media He's at J Walton Music on Twitter and J Walton Music underscore on Instagram. And I'm Jovan Hundle. I'm Kenneth Chan. Uh, visit www.bethestarryouare.org for more information about Express Yourself and Be The Star You Are. And look forward to chapters from our new anthology, Be The Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, Positive Voices in a Changing Digital World, which is available now. Go to www.bethestarryouare.org slash events to find out more about upcoming opportunities for spreading positivity as a part of our charity. Uh, listen to Jack Walton's new single, Kept Me Safe, now. Hey, I don't know if you can hear me. You know it feels like forever since I heard your voice. I've been floating in the dark sky, trying to find my way to somewhere. I can call myself 
of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. 
Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Jovan Hundle, and our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. For this edition of Express Yourself, we're discussing the theme of self-love. And I'm Kenneth Chung. For this segment, we'll be continuing our conversation with our wonderful guest, Jack Walton, an up-and-coming pop star from the United Kingdom. Jack's thoughtfully crafted songs have earned him consistent acclaim from critics and fans alike. He has been praised for his reflective lyrics and evident musical talent. Not only a talented vocalist, Jack, a multi-instrumentalist, playing several instruments across his recordings. Uh, since his television debut, he has shared a series of singles that show a gifted artist developing a unique and powerful sound. Most recently, the romantic EP Runaway, uh, Kept Me Safe, his latest single, and the one you guys all heard over the break, has firmly established his presence in the UK pop world as a fresh talent with an exciting future ahead of him. Jack's latest single is an emotional statement about love, loss, and romance. With earnest lyrics and stunning vocal delivery, Jack weaves a story of passion around his heartfelt guitar playing, set on top of contemporary electronic beats and production. A drawing from a spectrum of influences that includes Led Zeppelin, Prince, Justin Bieber, and Paolo Mutini, uh, Jack fuses electronic and acoustic elements to create a sound that's truly his own. And with that, let's welcome Jack on back onto the show. Hey, Jack. Hello. Yeah. Um, so last time we left off about your songwriting process, um, we kind of went over like some influences in our intro. Um, are there any other kind of specific people or bands that you like to emulate or think about when you create new music? Ooh, well, I always like to, if I want to be in a little bit more inspired, I always like to listen to a little bit of the Beatles. Um, and... I don't know really. I just no one in particular. I scan. I scan through loads and loads of people. So I, I can't. I couldn't say some, but anybody in particular right now. There's loads, but I, I just can't pick one out. Um, do you have any like? Uh, I guess like favorite songs, favorite albums that you I guess appreciate. You said you talk. You were listening to the Beatles a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, the Beatles, which one? I mean, all. Oh. Yeah, they're pretty large amount of albums there. Yeah, there's loads. <laughs> I'm trying to think for me. I'm like, I'm picturing them in my mind, but there's just too many. Yeah, so I also, um, yeah, we can move on if you want. Uh, we, I was also wondering about you know i was kind of looking at your singles and they all had very interesting um like art for them so i was wondering how is your process then for coming across this art do you even potentially make it yourself do you hire someone to do it uh where is this art come from um well i think i think all the all the arts i know the artwork on kept me safe from runaways well runaways is shot from the the video which we shot in uh, in a place called Barakai in the Philippines, which is beautiful. So that explains that one. Um, and we just thought, why not? It's, it's a great, it's a great shot, and uh, it's from the video, and it sort of sums up the vibe of the track. That one shot, um, and kept me safe. It's the same. Um, our, our, our photographer Michael, his name is. Michael Whiteman, he um, he does all the editing and he does a lot of the the filming for us and stuff, and he likes to get involved on the artwork. Being that's his that's his thing, or like the the visuals as well, and and then we all we all really get we all get involved together. Really, it's like a group 
a team effort. It's a team effort. Um, are you kind of like the leader who decides, like the I guess the aesthetic of the music videos? Like, how did you decide to go to the Philippines? Um, how did you, I guess, decide to kind of go for the style that you have in your different music videos? Well, well um, the thing is with the, with the Philippines is um, the guys that we we were working with. Um, we we met we met we met up for him to discuss the video, and they they were working in the Philippines at the time we wanted to shoot. Um, the original plan was Ibiza to shoot the Runaway video, um, but the guys who we wanted to work with were in the Philippines, and well, we said, well, why why not the Philippines? I mean, it's beautiful. This place called Bor- Boracay. Why not do it there? So that's um, that's how that came about. Just just went, yeah, okay, let's do it there then. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. And so then, um, in terms of when you start, you know, like filming the music videos and what you want to actually happen in the music videos, uh, how much of that is, you know, maybe even like improvised, or is a lot of it scripted? We de- we 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 um we have a storyboard before. Like with the song, which we we make a storyboard, um, but when you get there, sometimes you just might get inspired by something and, and say, you know what, let's let's do this, or you know what, there's that that location over there is quite cool. Why don't we do this, that, and the other? Um, so yeah, a bit of both, really, a bit of both. Um, how are your like live shows? Um, do you like to go for a special kind of? Uh, effect or emotion in your life performances how do you feel on your life performances oh I, gi- I give it my all in my life my performances I was about to say I give it the give it the everything that I've got um, yeah it's definitely it's definitely one of my favourite parts of of being involved being in, in, the, in music is, is my live performance um, it just feels like Real, I know it sounds a bit hippified, but a real spiritual experience for me. Um, just really releasing to be able to scream down a microphone, all these things that you care about, and just seems to, yeah, it's good to express yourself, as you guys would probably agree. <laughs> yeah, is it like nerve wracking <laughs> looking into the faces of your fans, and or is it like comforting? Oh, um. It's a bit of both, really, because you don't want to. There's always that little worry, like you want to be impressing them or make each other having a good time. But yeah, most most of the times they're really nice, and it all goes well. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. And so I also wanted to um, ask you then: Do you have you know a favorite song you've released, or maybe even for songs you covered on the X Factor? Was there a favorite one that you loved covering the most? Um, not really. You no, know, I, I like I like them all for different reasons. I couldn't really put them against each other, to be honest. Sorry, that's not that's probably not the no, answer. No worries. Yeah, and so I also um kind of going off the whole live show angle that we were talking about then. So, what does it kind of make you feel then when you're playing one of your songs and you do impress the crowd and everyone's applauding, everyone's cheering, having a good time? What does that then uh, make you feel? Um, I mean, if that that feeling is, especially playing your own your own music, is um, yeah, it's it's really really great feeling. 
it's sort of it's sort of that it sort of confirms that you are doing of that well for me personally that I'm doing what I dreamt of doing. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter what 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 um sort of scale or what size crowd, what size venue it is. If I had one person who knew the lyrics to my songs, like that's an amazing big deal to me because it shows that it's connected and it's helped someone or somebody loves it enough to learn it or it's just too catchy to forget. <laughs> um, either one I'm very happy with. Yeah, um, that's really great. Um, what are you doing right now? Do you have any like specific goal that you're looking to move forward in the future? Uh, you have an album coming out, right? Do you have anything planned for the next yeah, year? Got an album got an album fully produced and ready to um, ready to release we want to release a few more singles and get the music out to more people um, uh, before we before we decide to uh, do anything anything else really it's just about getting the music heard now because I took took quite a long break and um, and yeah it's about it's about getting getting back out there you know, do you have any like personal like thresholds or like personal missions that you want to complete or achieve? Ooh. Oh, there's so many. I mean, we're talking big or we're talking small. Um, I don't know. Just something I guess that's like very close to you. Maybe something that you've like always wanted. Um, I'd like to do. I'd like to do. A I'd like to be able to say I've done a show in America. Somewhere. Happy to have that, you. That would be pretty cool because I've not done. I've not done an actual show in America yet, so that would be an, a nice tick off the list of things to do. Yeah. Are you going to be, um, you know, embarking on a tour after your album comes out? Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's that's like something nice to look forward to. Uh, how do you stay like motivated through all that? Is there like something specific that you think of when you want to keep moving forward? Oh uh, yeah, what keeps me motivated is is my love for music. Really, um, all I have to do is put put on my earphones and and you know just just go through and I think yeah you know. This is why I do it. If I hear something really cool that I really like, it'll just inspire me to pick up my guitar or call Lynn and go to the studio. And just when I hear something, I think I want to be able to make something like that. That makes people feel like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you like practice well, that I, kind of thing? Do you like I just well keep motivated? Exercise and and food knowing that if if I do end up like making loads of money in music I can buy loads of food <laughs> and it's not gonna matter yeah the ultimate goal uh, <laughs> how do you like practice your musical skills I guess you talked about like jamming right and how you accidentally make songs um is that kind yeah. of how you hone your skills is there specific sessions that you practice and certain like specific talents yeah Oh, also, I sometimes I'll be like, I'll just sit at home and play my guitar for like seven hours straight and just be wow. singing. Uh, 
that might have been a bit of an exaggeration actually um <laughs> but uh other times i like to like jam with other people meet up with other musician friends just because it brings a bit of a different energy and it's always nice to hear somebody else being you know just jamming together and yeah it's cool it's um yeah it happens everywhere and anywhere (laughs) (laughs) and yeah and so do you also have any sort of you know kind of routine for practicing your vocals um i'm singing constantly to be honest um i'm always like if i'm not listening to music i'll be singing or I listen to like the radio and I like harmonize with the radio all the time and I think that's just a constant practice and just constantly singing it can be so random but it's because I, because I love it so much it's sort of like my second language I just do it all the time all right yeah um unfortunately we are out of time now again thank you for coming Jack um, you've been a very interesting guest and this has been a very interesting conversation. Uh, audience, make sure to check out. Or, sorry, yeah. Uh, audience, make sure to check out Jack Walton's new single "Kept Me Safe" wherever you typically listen to music, and also check out Jack on social media. He's at Jay Walton Music on Twitter and Jay Walton Music uh, underscore on Instagram. Unfortunately, that is all the time we have to talk with Jack today. But make sure to stay uh, stay with us after the break. I'm Kenneth Chen. And I'm Jovan Hundle. Find more information about our show at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And also make sure to follow BTSYA and Express Yourself at bethestarur.org to support our show and find more information about our literacy and positive media charity that has been named a top-rated nonprofit for years and years now. And, yeah, I just wanted to thank Jack again, and we wish you major success in the years to come. Cheers, guys. Thank you. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a teen interested in becoming a radio personality? The Positive Message Outreach Program of Be The Star You Are Charity trains dedicated young people to be reporters and hosts on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com for information. That's ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com Don't forget to tune in to Express Yourself Tuesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids, where teens talk and the world listens. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back to our show. My name is Kenneth Jun, and you're listening to Express Yourself Team Radio. Our theme for today's show is self-love. And I'm Jovan Hundle. To finish our show, we'll be reading a chapter from our brand new anthology, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, celebrating gifts of positive voices in a changing digital world. Make sure to check out our new anthology at cynthiabryan.com slash online dash store. 
Check it out at Amazon or wherever you get your books from. Um, and you can also find our previous anthologies as well. Without further ado, here is The Gift of Self-Love by Rachel Glass. Growing up, I had a loving family, pets I could call my own, meals on the table morning and night, a warm bed to fall asleep in, and much more. I had people come in and out of my life, but nonetheless always had friends. I excelled in school without sacrificing my social life. I still faced difficult times, well, difficult to me. In high school, people could be cruel. I didn't exactly know how to process those experiences and feelings, and it seemed like I was expelling them in the worst possible ways. I made mistakes and had regrets. At times, I felt alone and not good enough. I would look at other people and feel like I wasn't pretty enough, smart enough, or popular enough. I would try and change myself, only to find that I still didn't fit the bill. Looking back, it was ironic I felt that way, because I was so lucky to have such a stable, supportive circle. I never was able to express how thankful I was, because I just didn't feel that lucky. I couldn't put my finger on exactly what it was that I was missing. I was freshly 18 and moving away to go to college. I was excited to live in a new state with new people. I could be whoever I wanted to be. But who exactly did I want to be? How would I achieve the new me? I dabbled in trying to be this person. In my mind, I succeeded. However, I really believe becoming a new person in college is really the natural maturing that most people go through. In my experience, the amazing people I met made me feel special and love myself just a little bit more. But deep down, I could not shake the sense that I was supposed to feel something else. I was officially on the search for my purpose in life. To me, college classes were like high school. I took them because I had to. While I had respectable grades, I didn't retain much information. After my first and wild year of college, I thought it was time to invest myself in my classes and perhaps find a passion that would fill the void I was feeling. I decided to take an anthropology class focused on human evolution. I was interested in the material and eager to read the textbook. However, I didn't realize that long after the class was over, I would take what I had learned and form a whole new outlook on life. Fast forward to my first year out of college, and I was still pondering the facts and ideas I learned in that class. All this information stayed in my brain, almost as if they were puzzle pieces floating around waiting to come together. One random day, the puzzle in my head became complete. I was in the passenger seat of the car while my boyfriend was driving us home from a friend's house. It was a morning like any other, but all of a sudden I just understood. I realized that since the very beginning of time, every living thing has had two things in common. Number one, living is all that we do, all that anything does. It seems so obvious and so simple, but why do you do the things you do? From basic tasks like sleeping and eating to more complex things like looking both ways before you cross the street or working a job you may not love. Whether we're aware of it or not, everything we do is to keep our lives moving forward. Number two, life is made up of nothing more than challenge after challenge. My challenges are different than yours, which are different from hers, which are different from his. Challenges can take many forms, from having to pass a difficult test, to dealing with a health issue, to adopting a pet and taking on a new responsibility. Animals and other living things face obstacles too. There's no way to compare these hurdles we all face because they're all unique to us. They are the building blocks of our lives because whether they are negative or positive, we overcome and evolve. This realization is how I learned who I was and how I wanted to live my life. This way of thinking never ceases to remind me that I have the ultimate power over my decisions, actions, and reactions. How can I compare myself to others and feel lesser than if we, all, if we are all just trying to succeed in our lives? Success to me is having all of my hard work pay off and making a name for myself in the entertainment business. Maybe to someone else, succeeding is just getting up every morning and not going hungry that day. No matter how you define the world, it boils down to the same concept. I still have undesirable feelings like anger, stress, and jealousy. For example, I may feel frustrated when there's a problem with my car because it is important for me to get to and from work and will cost me money. 
Instead of letting these negative emotions drag me down, I just do what I have to do and move on. Regardless of the situation, make the right decisions to, be, to the best of your ability and push ahead. You may be thinking some people undoubtedly have it worse than others. Remember, everyone faces challenges, and while they may seem more trying than the ones you are facing, they are exclusive to that person's life. Use that feeling to remind yourself to be thankful for what you have and who you are. Use that thought to drive you to make decisions that will positively affect others. It all starts with you. Love yourself and live consciously. Maybe one day these two things will be all we need to unite us. And now a small little exercise that Rachel has included for us uh, called the Daily Jar. Find anything that resembles a bowl or a jar. Find some sticky notes or a notepad as well as a pen or marker. Set these tools somewhere in your room where you will see them every day. Before you go to sleep each night, write down something about your day and put it in the jar. It could be something you're proud of, thankful for, or happy or excited about. It could also be a new challenge you're facing or a goal you created for yourself. This exercise forces you to think of what is going on in your life and how you are interpreting it. If you find yourself thinking a negative thought, maybe you had a bad day, which happens to the best of us. Take a few minutes and try really hard to think of how you can turn it into something positive. Or maybe turn something undesirable into something constructive. For example, if you found out earlier that day that you have to give a speech in front of your 50-person class and you're maybe feeling anxious about it, instead of writing nervous for speech next Friday, write excited to get over fear of public speaking. Hopefully you will understand... Hopefully you will eventually always be thinking optimistically and turning the negative into something positive that will ultimately benefit you. And one last parting thought that Rachel wanted to leave us with after the chapter. Understanding brings peace. And so, yeah, that was a fantastic chapter. I want to thank Rachel for penning this chapter for our brand new anthology. It certainly uh, provided us with a great many insights on how to, you know, kind of overcome this self-doubt. With that, however, it is sadly time to say farewell. Uh, we do give our thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be the Star You Are, and our Voice America Kids group, especially our voice engineer, Josh. Uh, thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you to you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Jovan Hundel. And I'm Kenneth John. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For info on our creative community, charity efforts, and outreach programs, go to our main site at www.bethestarur.org. Until next week, remember, love yourself, be generous, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine between the lines if you would let yourself.